This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, our last of the NFL divisional previews here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. And Charles Hanegriff from ESPN Radio and Baton Rouge, a colleague of mine for over 30 years. And when he was subbing for me while I was taking a weekend vacation in uh, San Diego, Matt Humans <laughs> is trying to Wally pip me and, sh- and shove me out, huh, huh Matt? Huh? You, you, you conspired against me. What did you say? You took a weekend off? What, what, what? <laughs> Six weeks off? What was it? <laughs> yes, indeed. We're the I'll tell you what, though. You have a good excuse. Anybody who hasn't been to the Del Mar racetrack in San Diego, that's a great place to spend the summer. It's uh, it uh, it's where it only starts. Uh, I think I missed a lot of rain uh, in South Louisiana. Charlie, let's get right to it. Um, the Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you know they're kind of a who needs draft choices? We're just acquiring talent. Ten and a half is their win total. Eleven and one, eleven to one rather to win the Super Bowl. Five to one to win the NFC. Plus one twenty five, the favorite to win the division. So uh, Cooper Cup is try chalk, I guess you could say, with Jefferson and Chase for the most receiving yards at eight to one. He had the triple crown, the receiving triple crown last year. Add Allen Robinson, lose OBJ. He might come back. They lose Robert Woods, lose Von Miller, lose Andrew Whitworth, who that will be uh, interesting because there are some reports that, well, uh, Stafford is not quite 100% protecting Stafford. That will be uh, very interesting to monitor. Charlie, first, your thoughts on the Rams. I think you have an opinion on their win total. Yeah, so you talked about what they lost. And, you know, I think Allen Robinson for Robert Woods is a wash, if not a little bit of a, an upgrade for the Rams. Their numbers were pretty comparable last year, but obviously Robinson did not have the quarterback uh, that Woods did. But in addition to all those other losses you were talking about, they, they lost Aaron Corbett, another starting offensive lineman, and they lost six offensive, they lost six assistant coaches. So, you know, McVay is, you know, the hottest coach going, I guess. But that's a lot of a turnover. It's, it's part of your offensive line. It's a chunk of your receiving core. They're counting an awful lot on Cam Akers to be the workhorse back that they drafted him out of Florida State to be. And we've we just never seen that over a whole season. And then add in the championship hangover, which is normal. Add in Stafford's elbow problems, which seem to their concern over that seems to have subsided. But the first place schedule, man, uh, they got to go to Green Bay. They got they got Dallas and Buffalo. Uh, you know, compared to the 49ers, we have Chicago, Washington, and Miami. Uh, they draw the NFC West. The, the two top 
teams in that, uh, the NFC South, excuse me, the two top teams there, New Orleans and Tampa, they both have to play on the road. So this is tough uh, for, for the Rams. It's still a really good team, but there's a lot of circumstances working against them to repeat. Matt, anything you want to add on the Rams for this 2022 season? Yeah, he made a lot of good points there, and I agree with a lot of that stuff. I think Stafford's elbow issue, even though it might turn out might not turn out to be a big deal, it's something you have to be concerned about when you're handicapping these teams preseason. You got to always consider what the worst case scenario could be. And uh, with the Rams, I don't think this is a team with a lot of depth uh, because they're paying so many top line guys. I don't know how the Rams can afford to pay all these guys. And uh, like you said, they won't have a draft pick, it seems like, for, for the next uh, five years, I think. But uh, So you've got Stafford's elbow issue. You've got a tougher schedule. You've also got, I, I think, a situation where you lose your edge after you win the Super Bowl, and he called it a championship hangover. And uh, also you've got a team on the rise in the San Francisco 49ers in that division. And if you think about the NFC championship game last season, uh, very little separation between those two teams. And in fact, I thought the 49ers should have won the game. If not for a dropped interception and Jimmy G not making a play, uh, the Niners looked like the better team. The Rams uh, were a little bit lucky. They were a little bit lucky to win that game or a little bit lucky to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So I'm not, I'm not going to predict any sort of repeat performance here uh, for the Rams. And um, I would lean under, if anything. I think there are some factors here uh, where the, maybe the, the wheels could fall off a little bit on this team um, throughout the course of the season. And, you know, um, you know, uh, hosting Atlanta, the couple games with Seattle, maybe even you throw in there as Carolina is. But, but you make a case for uh, 13 of the 17 will be very, very competitive uh, for the Rams. Whitworth was, was a big deal for him to come back another year. You know, trying to protect Stafford, which he thinks is going to be uh, a little bit of a storyline already uh, going into the season. Wait till he gets hit a few times. So, yes, and I think for the first, especially for the first time in franchise history, to win a Super Bowl championship hangover is definitely in play here. Uh, Matt, the 49ers, uh, their win total has gone from 9.5 to 10. Uh, they're 16-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, 7-1 to one to win the NFC, plus 160 at Bet Rivers to win the division. They t- uh, hand the baton over from Jimmy G to Trey Lance. So that's the big story. He has not played a lot, but um, there, there's a lot of pieces in place here, running the football and stopping the run for the 49ers. Uh, no, no question. First of all, when you look at the Niners, I think – Everybody's going to talk about Trey Lance first, but the defense is elite, and it's uh, top 10 in the NFL in basically every key statistical category. So that's where I start when I'm handicapping a team like this. I, I think the, the the 49ers' strength is going to be their defense. Trey Lance is a little bit of a mystery man. I like it. I like the fact that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to roll with him here. First of all, you can debate whether or not they made the right move to trade up to get him with the number three pick in the 2021 draft, but that move's been made, and uh, now you're a year into it, and you have to go with your young quarterback, because I think Jimmy G proved last year, and in the Super Bowl uh, the pre- previous to that, that he, he's probably not the guy to get this team over the hump, and uh, when you give away that much to get a guy like Trey Lance, I think uh, you, ha- you have to uh, put the franchise in his hands. What I like about him, he's 6'4", 225. He can stand tall in the pocket, and he can escape it. Uh, He's a threat to make plays all over the field in a variety of ways, unlike Garoppolo, who I thought uh, came up short against the Rams in the NFC title game. So 
Uh, like I said, with uh, Stafford's elbow injury and some other factors with the Rams we talked about, I think the door is more than cracked open for the 49ers here in the NFC West at plus 150, 160, the Bet Rivers price. I like the Niners to win this division. It has a lot to do about defense, has something to do, to do about uh, coaching, and it has a little to do about Trey Lance, but I think uh, Lance could be the guy to get the team over the top. Is this a perfect storm in San Francisco? I think Lance has got the right supporting cast with Shanahan, uh, Debo Samuel, a tight end, and George Kittle, who's one of the best in the league. Uh, th- there's a potential here for the 49ers to have one of the NFL's highest scoring offenses. And when you have what appears to be an elite defense on the other side on paper, uh, yes, you have a team that I think is a Super Bowl threat. I'm not going to go that far because I'm not sure Trey Lance is ready to win a Super Bowl, but I think he's ready to help this team win the division. 49ers, of course, played the six games within their division, uh, four in the AFC West, four in the NFC South. But, Charlie, it's those three other games in the 17-game schedule from a third-place schedule that you like as well. Well, this is my favorite play uh, in this division is the 49ers to win the division and the 49ers to go over the total. So I told you the NFC South matchups. The Rams have to go to New Orleans and Tampa. The 49ers get both of those teams at home. The three games that the Niners get as a third-place finisher last year uh, are at Chicago, where they'll be a favorite, the Commanders at home, and the Dolphins at home. You contrast that to what the Rams have to do against those other divisions. It's at Green Bay, Dallas, and Buffalo at home. I mean, there's no comparison there. That's that's a two-and-a-half, if not a three-game swing San Francisco's way as far as you know as far as I'm concerned here's what else I like about the Niners schedule they're only playing seven true road games because they play Arizona in Mexico City and you guys correct me if I'm wrong they go to Atlanta they go to Carolina they go to Chicago and they go to Seattle I think they're favorites in all four of those games so considering the fact that uh, you know, there, there's some maybe pick them games at home against the Rams, the Chiefs, maybe the Bucks, But I don't know that the Niners are going to be an underdog in any more than three or four games all year. And I, I think the schedule sets up perfectly for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so more of an endorsement uh, for the 49ers. Anything you want to add on that, Matt? No. That's, uh, I think we said it all about the 49ers. Okay, Arizona up next, uh, 40 to one to win the Super Bowl, uh, 18 to one to win the NFC, plus 400 to win the division. Eight and a half uh, is the total. Very close on whether or not the yes no on the playoffs. Making the playoffs plus 120 at Bet Rivers, not making the playoffs minus 150. I don't know what to make of this fading at the end, but uh, 2020, they started six and three, they finished eight and eight. Last year, they were 10-2, and two, finished 11-6, and six, and we know how badly they were embarrassed on that Monday night, uh, that last playoff game in the uh, wild card round uh, at Los Angeles. Um, Ad Hollywood Brown joining his college teammate uh, with, uh, with Kyler Murray, and, uh, but losing Malcolm Butler, Chandler Jones on the defensive side. Uh, Charlie, the Ar- I'm sorry, Matt, the Arizona Cardinals. Chandler Jones is going to be a big loss in that defense. Don't forget about DeAndre Hopkins and the suspension that he faces to start the Six year. Six games, yeah. Yeah, and Charlie, is uh, he's breaking down these schedules. And you look at the Cardinals' schedule to open the season when you're not going to have Hopkins. You're playing the Chiefs, Raiders on the road, Rams, Panthers on the road, Eagles. Uh, that's a tough way to start with no Hopkins in the offense. And here's 
Cliff Kingsbury's 24-24-1. and one. Uh, That's a little bit better than he was at Texas Tech, actually. Uh, but I think he's basically that, that type of coach. And Kyler Murray is going to have durability issues. Last year, halfway through the season, he looked like he might be the MVP. But I'm not sure he can hold up physically. And he had the ankle injury. And uh, he just wasn't the same dynamic player in the second half. And I also think this offense, Kingsbury's offense, kind of gets exposed a little bit and easier to defend the more you see it. And um, I'm skeptical, if anything, on the Cardinals. You've got an immature leader at quarterback in Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown, if you've been tracking his offseason, man, what a a wreck that's been. Uh, So, And you lose Chandler Jones, which uh, we talked about, I think is a monster loss. I I would lean here, Cardinals, not to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, the home games, uh, Kansas City, uh, of those first six, uh, Kansas City, the Rams, and Philadelphia, all teams that are expected to be pretty good. And then you go on the road uh, for the other three. I know Carolina and Seattle, but those are tricky spots uh, on the road. One of my favorite offseason stories with the new contract of uh, uh, Kyler Murray, that he he was forced he had to make sure he spends a couple of hours in the film study room. Charlie? Yeah. Yeah, and to me, and, and they had to go, boy, it was a PR nightmare. Um, to me, Hopkins is the big story here. Last year, they were 8-2 and two with him and 3-5 and five without him. And mm-hmm. you know, while I think Hollywood Brown's a good player, um, it, it's kind of like pitchers. You know, do you like him as your ace? Not really. Do you like him as your number two? Yeah, I like him a lot better. That's how I feel about Brown. If you're asking me to rate him against the other number one receivers in the league, I'd have him in the bottom half. You're asking me to rate him against the number two receivers, then I'd, I'd have him in the top half, and that all has to do with Hopkins and the schedule things that you guys uh, you guys just talked to. I, I, this is a layoff spot for me. I think they're one of the more confusing teams because I don't know if they're the team that started seven and zero or the team that finished one and five. But for all of the the things that Cliff Kingsbury has had to deal with, and he doesn't that ownership situation has never been one of the best. He's improved three wins in each of his first two years. It went from five wins to eight wins to 11 wins. Ain't going to 14 this year, but he's shown enough potential to at least, you know, scare me a little bit. This, to me, is one of the bigger wild card teams in the league. I'm I'm laying off this win total because, honestly, I think that there's a bigger range on the Cardinals than the other three teams in this division. All right, the last team in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, and... Well, life without Russell Wilson is now on. So he was sort of a caretaker when he first came over with that incredible defense, and then he took it up a notch and carried his team to the playoffs just about uh, every year. Their win total is five and a half, uh, juice to the over, minus 139, plus 115 on the the under. So 200 to one to win the Super Bowl, 16 to one to win the division. Uh, Russell Wilson is gone, and so... Who's going to win the quarterback job between uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith? Pete Carroll says this week hey, it might be two. Might have two quarterbacks. Bobby Wagner is gone. Jamal Adams will take over as a kind of a leader on that defense. Here's one for you too, Matt. Eight to one to be the NFL's worst record. Tanking by roster, the Seattle Seahawks in 2022? You know, I'm not sure the Seahawks can be the worst team in the league because the schedule actually sets up okay for this team to win a few games. Uh, more than a few games, uh, but I do think the Seahawks should be one of the five worst teams uh, in the league. And when Pete Carroll says he might have two number one quarterbacks, and those names are Geno Smith and Drew Locke, 
he has zero number one quarterbacks. He's got two backups. He's trying to decide which one to start. Uh, Geno Smith did have five TD passes and one interception in a brief time. He started when Russell Wilson was out with that finger injury uh, last season. Wilson actually put up pretty good numbers. I didn't like the way he played. He had 25 TDs, six interceptions, but he had a career low, 183 rushing yards. He was on the run a lot. That was a bad offensive line. I thought he looked overweight. Uh, you might even say fat. He looked a step slow. You'll probably see a new Russell Wilson in Denver this year. Uh, but as far as the Seahawks go, they're going to count on Rashad Penny in that running game. It was one of the better, uh, actually, uh, running offenses in the, NFL, in the uh, NFL last season. I think ranked 11th, 122 yards a game. You got Rashad Penny. Uh, you got DJ Dallas. You actually DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Those are guys who can make the plays. Make plays. This team is not devoid of talent. But I think the quarterback position, a bad offensive line, and a defense that kind of needs rebuilt. Think about how bad that Jamal Adams trade was a couple of years ago. Bobby Wagner's gone. He's now with the Rams. Uh, the, the reason I'm not going to bet on the Seahawks to be the worst team in the league, they have home games against the Falcons, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Jets. The Jets, yeah. You know, so that, that's what makes betting this win total a little bit tricky when you're looking at the under. Uh, the schedule's pretty, uh, pretty favorable, actually, for the Seahawks. But I do think... Uh, the quarterback position is ultimately going to hold this team back, and it's probably going to be a five, probably a five-win team, something like that. Charlie, Seattle, five and a half. This is how you tank. Memo to the Dolphins: You send out a difference maker, and you bring in no difference makers, not only to replace him, but in the trade. Uh, you got a nice tight end, but mostly what you got is draft choices. And if if you mm. have decided that. You're not going to try to upgrade from Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Then, then you have decided to tank. Bobby Wagner's still a good football player. He's, you know, he's near the end of his career, but he can still play. But he's not going to help this team. He's not going to get this team to the playoffs. So you let him go. You save a little bit of money. Um, when you and then Pete Carroll, uh, who has never had less than seven wins in in twelve NFL seasons is okay with all this that tells you that they are positioning themselves to draft cj stroud or bryce young at the top of of next year's draft uh matt's right though the the schedule may actually prevent them from doing that they may fall backwards into a couple of wins but you know tell me tell me who they brought in uh you know who's uh, who's the biggest addition to this team from last year it's probably the first round pick who's playing offensive tackle. This is how you tank. Miami yeah. tried to do it. They had a little bit too much. You get rid of the quarterback and you guarantee yourself uh, the resources to, to fix that problem in 2023. So you like the under, Charlie? I like the under. Yes. Yeah, I do. Under at plus money, minus 115. Matt, those two games, two, uh, the four home games against the New York teams and the weaker NFC South teams scare you away from going under that five and a half? Well, I haven't bet it under, but uh, I like that. I like that side. If I were going to play a side, it would be under. The schedule's what bothers me is, uh, like, like you said, fall backwards into a few wins. It's certainly possible. But I think the tanking strategy is uh, – a very intriguing one because that's actually what the Seahawks should be doing. Uh, my, my favorite bets here are the 49ers to win the division and plus money. I'm going to fade the Cardinals to miss the playoffs. 
Uh, I don't have a preseason bet on the Rams, uh, but I think they're going to lose their edge, and I, the Rams are going to be a fade for me in general. And uh, the Seahawks, one of the five worst teams in the league. So, oh, all right. So Arizona missing the playoffs, minus one fifty. Seattle under five and a half, plus one fifteen. Forty Niners to win the division at a nice price at Bet Rivers. That might be the highest that we've seen. Look at around plus one sixty. Uh, Charlie, you agree with the Forty uh, ers winning the division and? 49ers over one one concern I have is the accuracy and the touch of mm-hmm. uh, Trey Lance uh, it's got to improve a little bit but uh, maybe that young quarterback it's not long-term success in the NFL using his legs but uh, some third down I could see some read option with he and Tebow Samuel who do you respect uh, with their uh, with their wheels you also like the Rams under uh, in Seattle under Charlie yeah and, you know back to that 49ers thing for a minute I'd <laughs> It would actually be a safer play, in my opinion, if Jimmy Garoppolo were the the quarterback. If you told me that Garoppolo was going to start even, say, 13 or 14 games, I'd feel even better about this play. Where it loses steam is I wouldn't play him in the playoffs. But in the regular season, absolutely. Trey Lance has got a much wider range. I know what I'm getting with Garoppolo. Okay, If he plays, they're going to win 10 games. With Trey Lance, they could win 13, but they could also win 8. Uh, so that's that's the only thing that worries me just a little bit. But if it's the first thing, if it's closer to the 13, then San Francisco is going to go into the NFC uh, playoffs as as the likely favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Final thing, yeah. Matt. Uh, Jimmy G uh-huh. is still on the roster in San Francisco. It's much longer than any of us expected. What are they going to do there? Is that a little bit of uh, a distraction for Lance if – if Jimmy G is right behind him, because Schottenheimer, say what you want about Jimmy G, having him as a starter, minus not having him, it's a big disparity in the record. I don't think it's a distraction. Uh, Trey Lance knows it's going to be his team unless he uh, falls flat on his face. Uh, Charles makes a good point. I think the, the ceiling with Trey Lance in the big picture down the road is much higher. For this season, uh it might not be the optimal move in terms of uh, maximizing how many games the Niners win in the regular season because he's going to have some growing pains. There's no question about it. This guy hasn't played in a lot of live action uh, really since uh, for the last three years. If you think about it, he really didn't even have a last season at North Dakota State. So uh, I'm not sure what we're going to get from Trey Lance in the big picture. I like it. Um, but, yeah, there are going to be some games where I think he makes some big mistakes this season, but I, the 49ers to me as a team are still good enough to win this division, even if Trey Lance has a few bad games. And I do like the uh, Rams at uh, under 10.5 on that win total as well. That's going to do it for our NFC West a divisional preview. For Matt Humans of Vison, Charles Hanniger from ESPN Radio and Baton Rouge, I'm Jimmy Ott here in Sports Better's Paradise, part of the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.